Hello and welcome to A Week in the News, the podcast from the Journal and the Chronicle talking about all the best stories that we've seen in the papers this week. I'm Chris Scott, the social media editor for the two papers, and this week I'm joined by four new hosts. I'm joined by Catherine Riddell from the Press Association, Herbert Soden from the Press Association, and Kieran Southern, also from the Press Association. And we're also honoured to have Abby O'Leary from the Mirror join us today. Hello, Abby. Hi, Chris. Okay, so one of the stories that caught my attention this week was another publication um, was printed and sent out, but this has caused quite a lot of controversy, and it's something to do with Newcastle students. Abby, can you explain a little bit more about what this controversy started over? Yeah, of course. Um, So the publication is called um, the University Life Paper, and to actually put it in some context, it's a national brand that's headed up by smaller teams in universities around the country, and Newcastle University is one of those uh, teams. And what actually um, came about last week is it printed um, the edition of the paper with a front page splash and lots of information about fresher life and the goings on and the debauchery around fresher life. But Such as what? What are we talking about? Well, th- this particular one was, was quite extreme, um, which is why it, it's come about um, as, as a story in the news. And it was things like basically... Um, how much they're drinking and kind of putting it into making them feel proud that they're drinking this much and how many people were caught being sick on the streets, how many people were caught passed out and also which is just truly awful in my eyes is that they were given certificates um, if they actually ended up in the Royal Victoria Infirmary um, a Newcastle hospital and I just think there's there's so many things coming into play there that, that are wrong. Um, but not only that, this actually found its way into family homes in Jesmond, which is a well-known student area in the city. Um, and ag- again, families with children, they don't want to see that um, coming through their letterbox. So, so yeah, it was. It's a very contentious issue, and you know, I'm sure everyone has a lot to say on the subject. Yeah, and it wasn't just heavy drinking as well. It was sexual exploits and what people were up to, and it's caused a little bit more um, anger. I think is a better way to use than controversy in terms of this in the people of the city because, especially with the amount of rapes that have been going on in the city at the moment, which is truly horrific having all these sexual exploits next to a story about rape in the in the paper, it was just seemed wrong. Um, Catherine, you went to Newcastle Uni. Is this paper typical of student life? Well, I think obviously people choose to go to Newcastle because, well, partly because it's a party city and they know that it's a great nightlife. But I think as students, they're all clever people. You know, they're not, they shouldn't be going out aiming to drink themselves stupid and end up in hospital and I don't think this paper should be um, promoting that with these certificates and the fact that they've um, referred to the rapes as well alongside that is just making it even worse. For me this reminds me of the lad culture that's popped up over the last few years which glamorises young people particularly students going out and getting so drunk that they're forced to be taken into hospital or the attitude to girls, which is about 30 years out of date, very misogynistic. Websites such as Uni Lads and the Lab Bible, and I think this is almost directly linked to those websites. 
and that culture that's grown up over the last few years. Everyone in this room, you know, we went to university and graduated quite recently, really, in, in the last few years. Um, did anyone notice this whilst they were at university? Herbert, what university did you go to? I went to Sheffield Hallam University. Okay, and what was the culture like there? There was a, It was really strange. In the first year, I noticed a huge culture shift. And you had this suddenly, like, this, like, laddish behaviour that you hadn't really seen in, in, in like, you know, since the early 90s, just, sudden, just suddenly start start going on in these, like, attitudes, as, as, as Kieran quite rightly says, are massively out of date. And it's just, it is so strange that, like, students, when they should be kind of, like, trying to drag us all forward, prefer to kind of, like, drag, drag society back 20 or 30 years. Mm, that's interesting. So what you're saying is with all the social progression that we've made in the last 20, 30 years in terms of women's rights, women equality, gay rights, it's actually the young movement has helped push them forward, but they're also holding society back in terms of, you know, as you said, the outdated views that they're holding. Yeah, I'm not, by all means, I'm not saying everybody, but there's a, there's a, there is kind of like like a vocal, like kind of almost vocal, quite large minority that kind of wants to push people back. And I think what comes into play here is that there's an idea that when stu students or high school leavers, whatever, go to university, um, y you know, you're, you do have to take on some sense of responsibility and, and become a grown-up in, in, in some form. But um, the idea of peer pressure, I think, very much still exists in universities and societies. Society is a major... Um, way of life for some students and joining societies and peer pressure isn't something that's, that's left in high school in my eyes and comprehensive and primary schools it's actually even stronger I think in universities when you know you're being put into an alien environment and you need to make friends and I think that's why some students can just be swept away in this and you know they are clever people students you, you know, they are the future, they're clever, they're doing their degrees, and I just think it's very easy for them to get swept away in, in the culture and not stop and think about what they're doing so much. Let's talk about this lad culture then um, and glamorising this type of behaviour because um, a couple of days ago, Mr Oyoy um, came, made his apology with a web exclusive on our website um, and he just come out of prison um, I think, Abby, you'd probably be best explaining who Mr Oyoi is, why he was in prison, um, because our numbers on our website were absolutely mental and doubled the traffic on our website. Um, who is he and why is he so popular? Well, Mr Oyoi is a self-made viral star of, of this region. Um, I guess that's how you could say it. He's, he makes his own videos and very often he's not wearing much... The one that I've seen, he's got some kind of plastic bag on his head to give you a feel for what, for what you're, in, you're to expect when you watch a, a video of Mr. Oyoi. Um, and he's called Mr. Oyoi because he's coined that phrase, Oyoi, as Are you going to make the noise for us? I'm not going to make the noise for you, I'm afraid, Chris, because, um, no, that wouldn't be enjoyable. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's just made these kind of viral videos of him doing, in in my opinion, quite ridiculous things. Well, he won he won a talent show or a viral show, didn't he? He won some. I think he won a thousand pounds on this viral show, and then he got into a bit of bother 
So he'd become quite big, and then he got got into a little bit of bother. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so he won a thousand pounds in a viral video competition of some sort, and then um, not long after, um, he was at a party um, which did get out of control, and um, he was actually arrested and sent to prison for uh, trashing people's cars and almost terrorising people and that in, in the area and that, that can be the only way of describing it, I think. So what are we, what are we making with Mr Oyoi then? Is he, is he someone that we should enjoy? Is he an entertainer or, or are we classing him as you know, something that a lot of people label Geordie Shore as being a waste of time? As far as I can see, he's got no no obvious talent, and he's just he makes his own videos doing not much. Yet he seems to have achieved a quite sizable degree of fame, which is I think it's quite symptomatic of the time that we live in right now, where people everyone really literally does. We're getting closer to what Andy Warhol claims just a fifteen minutes of fame. I think. In this postmodern era, we are actually getting closer and closer towards. Mm. So here you've just been talking about the loud culture. Is that is this what this is? Is this celebrating this type of outdated behaviour? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's almost as if he's been rewarded for just like completely negative behaviour, um, and it's just you, you, you always think you see like you know you know boys and maybe men. Um, like look, looking at this and thinking, well, if he's getting rewarded for it, then, may, then maybe why not me? And I, I know it's a simplification, but it just it just doesn't seem right somehow. Does, 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 are we not being a bit too harsh on this guy? Is he not just, you know, obviously there's an audience for it, and I would imagine a lot of these people think they're laughing with him rather than at him. So we've we been a little bit too harsh on on, on uh, criticizing people's tastes. I think there is an element of he is enjoying his 15 minutes of fame and we can all say oh you know he's this that and the other but if if we were given 15 minutes of fame I'd, I would hope for myself it'd be something more than, than these viral videos that Mr Oyoi makes but, but I'm sure we would all enjoy it and I think actually what it comes down to is what we as a society now find entertaining um, in terms of like reality TV shows and you know some of them are great that's fine but I think it does come, boil down to, to to what we find entertaining, really. But, yeah. you, you know, the, his videos are not for me, but they are for some people. <laughs> well, that's because you're a renowned snob, though, Abby, isn't it, of course? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, I well, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's enough oi-oi for me, because um, we're going to get accused of giving him a platform again. <laughs> um, let's move on to something that I think everyone will say was great news for the region. Um, when Newcastle Airport announced this week, in conjunction with United, that there's going to be uh, flights, regular flights, five days a week from Newcastle to New York City, the Big Apple. Catherine, you're from the Northeast. Yeah. What does it mean? Well, it's definitely big news because obviously in the past, if you wanted to go to somewhere like New York, you would either have to go to Manchester or Amsterdam. But now we've we're going to have a direct link, and to say that Newcastle is going to have something like that, it almost put this up with places like London and Manchester in having international links and apparently um, there were flights to New York previously but I can't remember that and they've been trying to set these flights up for some years but there's been some setbacks like um, the financial recession is was one of them um, but yes yeah, I think it's definitely be good for the region and things like business links 
Um, I don't know personally if I would be using the flight, um, but if anyone else can recommend anything. But, you know, I don't think it's a case of having to plan now whether you'll be using them or not. It's just as and when people fancy a, a trip away. Or I, th- a, I, th- I think you'd enjoy a nice trip to New York after all the stresses of your job. You think you'd enjoy a nice stroll through Central Park? I've never and been to America, so well, you know what? The opportunity. Well, <laughs> cheap plug alert, but we do have a fantastic insider's guide from um, one of our Mariah, one of our reporters who lives in New York or has lived in New York. She wrote a tw- like a twelve-point guide, insider's guide. I put the link up with this podcast so you can you guys can see it. But it's stuff that you might. You know, it's not things I think people think about. It's not just talking about the like go and see the Brooklyn Bridge or Central Park. It's like these little niche things that people would really enjoy. And as we said in the piece, you can thank us later because I think you'll really enjoy it. Has anyone else been to New York or want to go? I've never been to New York, but I would love to go. And I think the city getting a direct link to New York is great from a prestige point of view. Puts them up there, as Catherine said, with the likes of London. And Manchester. What I'm interested in seeing is if the appetite for it is there and whether we can sustain it over a long period of time. Two people from the region will they use this this flight enough to? Yeah, because they've, they've they've already said, haven't they? Newcastle Airport. It was it was quite a strange press conference because we we covered it and it was all nicey nice. And then right at the end, there was just this little bit of a warning that oh, you best use it or it's gone. Use it or lose it, as uh, as people were saying, um, and so that was quite a strange thing. So yeah, it will be interesting to see if people use it, and I think I think the appetite's there, judging by our website and what people have been saying. And you know, um, cheap plug alert, United. If you want to give me a cheap uh, a flight, I will do a nice write up for you and recommend that people go. Um, perks of the job, everybody. <laughs> um, okay, so. Seeing as today is Halloween, we can't go the whole pod without mentioning Halloween. So what I think the readers are interested in, the listeners are interested in, and I'm interested in, is what you guys are up to tonight. Uh, Catherine? Well, I've got two younger sisters who are still going trick-or-treating, and so they'll be dressing up, and I'll be going around with them, helping them to collect some sweets, and hopefully they'll give me some as well. (laughs) (laughs) What did you dressing up as? Uh, they're dressing up as skeletons. And are you dressing up as a big skeleton as well? I don't think so. I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> okay. Kieran, what are you up to? I would love to be going out trick-or-treating, but I'm going to be covering the Newcastle Eagles basketball game for the journal. Dressed as an eagle? Yeah, dressed as an eagle, unless you want to you recommend a, a different outfit. But tip off 7.30 in case you want to come down. Oh, it is cheap plug time. I like this. Okay. <laughs> Abby, what are you up to? Uh, well, unashamedly, I'm going out um, on a classic Halloween night out, so I'm looking forward to it with some friends. Fantastic. Fancy dress? Um, not so much. Maybe um, just a black dress, some makeup. I don't know. Not not Zombie um, reporter. Yeah. I like <laughs> Nothing it. Nothing too full on. <laughs> Herbie, anything exciting? Probably going to go to the park and bob for apples in the duck pond. <laughs> well, I really hope not, because you're going to get arrested and people mistake you for the homeless person that you pretended to be a few weeks back. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's move on to everybody's favourite piece, babbling on. These are things that you've seen this week that you're going to be talking to your friends about in the pub. Um, Abby, you had an interesting experience on your way to work this morning. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, well, I get the metro into work um, and and back every day, so I I feel like I spend a lot of time on the metro. Um, 
and it's fine, the Newcastle Metro is great, but everyone, when they, as soon as they get onto that uh, carriage, you do go into kind of zombie-like mode. Where very apt for Halloween. Very apt for Halloween, yeah. You don't want to make eye contact with anyone, you don't want to speak to anyone, which I can understand. It's either very... Is that not just because you're a snob coming from London with the mirror? <laughs> it's most definitely not. I love public transport. <laughs> I think public transport is great. Um, Keeping with the left-wing <laughs> traditions of your paper there, your Simon Fox would be very proud of yeah, you. Yeah, the mirror, uh, paper of the people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so people can sometimes go into a trance, trance-like mode. Um, but today I got on the Metro and a wasp got on the Metro with me. Um, holding your hand. Holding my hand, yeah. Nice. Um, and it sent the whole carriage into carnage and... That started to get people talking. I think the wasp actually got off a couple of stops later. <laughs> um, Where was he going? Did you manage to see? I, I can't remember the stop. I was too paranoid about not being stung, to be honest. But it really got. I was every- just by the penalty fair. <laughs> it got everyone talking and laughing, and you know it was pretty early, so that's um, quite a thing at eight o'clock in the morning. And I had a great chat with a lady who'd done the Great North Run a couple of weeks ago, and find out found out about all about how she did and her injuries and things so yeah it was great it's just something quirky like that can be a good start to your day nice <laughs> okay Kieran what's your bible this week with it being Halloween I was reading a, an interview with John Carpenter last night who was the director for the original Halloween film which in case you don't know is a cult classic and regularly regards as one of the greatest scary films of all time and he was saying that he was decrying the low quality of current horror films that are coming out in the pictures today, or the cinema, I should say, up here. And I couldn't agree more with him. I went to see Annabelle last week, and I've never been so disappointed in all my life. Well, that's a big statement. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, then, on, on, for a film, especially, yeah. So, okay, then, what's your favourite Halloween or scary movie? Either Halloween... Well, you've got to say that now after yeah. you've just been plugging it. Or Paranormal Activity, which came out a few years ago. But that, that's actually very good for a modern horror film. Well, I thought it was awful, but we'll move on. Uh, Catherine, what's your <laughs> babble this week? Well, if I was in the pub with my friends, I think it would be appropriate to talk about how Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey has been recalled in certain countries in Europe. Oh, that's being in my throat just <laughs> hearing its name. Why has it been recalled? Um, it's been recalled because it has an anti-freeze ingredient in it, which apparently it meets US standards, the people who um, ship the whiskey to Europe, but doesn't meet Europe standards. So Finland, Norway and Sweden have recalled it from shelves, and some bars in the UK have said they're not going to serve it this weekend as well, which uh, might be disappointing for okay, some Okay, so for a- anti-freeze, for people who don't know, has you know what, what um, effect does it have on you? potentially could make you go blind if you drink it <laughs> so. right so literally drinking yourself blind yeah. okay let's try and avoid that people um okay herbert i'll go to you what's your babble this week um i'm just thinking about cat names um i've got a few, i've got a couple like if i was to have a gray cat it'd be called graham um <laughs> i'm possibly thinking um I was, I, I, was, I was possibly thinking about tasker as well that's a good cat name yeah tasker yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, so how many, how, many, how many cats have you got, Herbert? Unfortunately, I don't have any at the moment. Right. <laughs> at the moment. All right. Uh, okay, well, on that bombshell, um, I'll move on to my babble. And my babble this week is, in keeping with the pod, I think this is definitely going to be called A Week in the News, the Cheap Plug Edition, because my babble this week is another cheap plug. 
and but it's really really good we, uh, we've launched um, Twitterati 2014 for the journal and what we're asking our readers and our listeners to do is send in their nominations for the people they think are the most influential on Twitter in the Northeast. So no Piers Morgan or anyone like that. These are just Northeast people who are fantastic on social media. Now to nominate, all you have to do is use the hashtag NETwitterati uh, on Twitter, or you can even email me, uh, chris.scott at trinitymirror.com and send in your nominations that way. Um, send in as many nominations as you want and tell us why. These can be people from sport, from business, from news, anyone that in the Northeast that you think deserves recognition. And I'll leave it, leave it there this week, I think. Um, so I'd like to say thank you to Abby O'Leary from The Mirror. She's going to go back now and tell people all about riding on public transport because the people in The Mirror, I'm sure, will be disgusted or proud, depending no, if they are as le- <laughs> left-wing paper, pe- paper of the people, no problem. And uh, from the Press Association, uh, Catherine R- uh, Riddell, Herbert Sodden and Kieran Sodden, thanks very much. Thank, thank you. you. And that's a week in the news. Bye now. <laughs>